Section 11 of Clayton's Quaker Cookbook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Clayton's Quaker Cookbook by H.J. Clayton. Miscellaneous Part 3. The Best Method of Canning Fruits. There are various modes of canning fruits, almost every housekeeper having a method of her own. For the benefit of those who are at loss in this particular, we give the following mode, which we fully endorse as the best within our knowledge. Made use by Mrs. George W. Ladd of Bradford, Massachusetts, whose fruits, prepared in this way, have repeatedly taken the first premium at the agricultural fair, held in the old Bay State. This lady certainly deserves the thanks of all interested in this important matter for her liberality in giving the public the benefit of her knowledge and experience in this line, as detailed in the following, published in the New York Graphic of August 15, 1883. As the season of ripe fruit advances, I prepare such quantities of syrup as I think I may need in this way. Three pounds of granulated sugar to one gallon of water and boil 20 minutes. This I put in glass jars when cool and set away for future use. Peaches, quinces, pears, apples, plums, pineapples, rhubarb, crab apples, and, in fact, all fruits of this kind. I peel, quarter, and place in a dish of cold water to prevent discoloration until I have prepared enough to fill a jar. I then pack them solid as possible in a jar and then fill the jar with the syrup previously prepared. I then place a wire stand in the bottom of my preserving kettle on which to place the jar, then fill the kettle with cold water until the jar is two-thirds covered. Leave the jar open, but cover the kettle and boil until the fruit is sufficiently soft. Have ready a little boiling syrup, if needed, to fill the jar full to overflowing. Then place the rubber band around the neck of the jar and screw the cover on as tightly as possible. Then, in from three to five minutes, give the cover another turn in order to be sure it is airtight and you will have no mortal trouble with it. I use mason's jars with metallic porcelain covers. Preparing quinces for canning or preserving. Quinces for canning or preserving should be kept in a dry place for 30 days after taking from the trees in order to give them richness and flavor. Peel and cut to the proper size, carefully saving skins and cores. Put the last named in a porcelain kettle and boil until quite tender. When, strain through a cotton bag. Afterwards, put the juice back in the kettle and add sugar as directed in the directions for canning fruit. Boil slowly for half an hour, taking off the scum as it rises. Then set aside to cool and can the fruit as directed in the receipt for canning. Clayton's Monmouth Sauce. In making this delightful ketchup, take 25 pounds of fresh or two 8-pound cans of tomatoes and slice, 
not too thin, adding five medium-sized onions cut fine. Put these with plenty of salt in a porcelain kettle, adding, with a handful of hot green peppers, or a less quantity, if dried, one ounce of white ginger, chopped fine, one ounce of horseradish, and one-half ounce each of ground cloves and allspice, and one lemon, with seeds removed and cut small. After letting these boil for three hours, work through a sieve and return to the kettle, along with a pint of wine vinegar, two tablespoons sugar, two of good mustard, a teacup full of challenge or Worcestershire sauce, and let boil for two or three minutes, and set off. To prevent fermentation, stir in a teacup full of high-proof California brandy, if too thick, when cold, reduced with vinegar. To prepare mustard for the table, take one half pound best mustard and enough wine vinegar mixed with one third boiling water, one large teaspoonful of salt, one teaspoonful of sugar, juice of half a lemon, and mix to a thin batter, and put in a common glass jar and keep stopped tight. If pure mustard is used, Treated in this way, it will keep good for months. If you desire the best article of mustard, I think E.R. Durkee and Company's is the best I have ever used, although Coleman's ranks equally high. If you can get the genuine, unadulterated article, which can be had by procuring Cross and Blackwell's London brand, for which Messrs. Richards and Harrison are the San Francisco agents. Mint sauce into a teacupful of hot vinegar in which has been dissolved sufficient sugar to make slightly sweet. Add a handful of mint chopped quite fine. Serve hot. Eggs ought never be poached. Poached eggs are always tasteless and also unhealthy owing to the albumin going into the water into which they are dropped, giving it a white and milky appearance taking away a portion of the richness which should remain in the egg, rendering it indigestible and, of course, unwholesome. Sunny-side roast. Select a good tender piece, either of beef or mutton. Veal and pork can also be nicely roasted in the same way. Place in your iron saucepan or pot one tablespoonful of good lard or half as much butter and an onion. Cut fine, let your onion fry to a light brown, and put in your meat, first having washed, dried, and salted it. Put the cover on and let stand until it is pretty well browned. Then add water, unless in danger of burning. Add only enough water from time to time to keep it from burning. Turn it frequently so that it may brown on all sides. When tender, it will come forth brown and juicy. Just before serving, see that there is enough water for gravy. If there is not, you can take out the meat and add enough, but not too much hot water, and then pour it over the meat. Clayton Spanish Omelet Chop into dice one quarter pound of breakfast bacon, a small tomato, four mushrooms, minced very fine a small onion, Add pepper to taste. Put in a frying pan and cook slowly until the lean is done. Take off 
and put in a warm place to keep hot. This is sufficient for six eggs. Plain omelet. Beat the yolks and white of eight eggs separately until light. Then beat together. Add a little salt and one tablespoonful cream. Have in the pan a piece of butter. And when boiling hot, pour in the omelet and shake until it begins to stiffen. Then let it brown. Fold double and serve hot. Clam fritters. Sift into an earthen dish three spoonfuls flour and one half teaspoonful baking powder. Add to this a little of the clam juice, one half a cup of cream and two eggs, well beaten. Mince a pint of clams and mix with the batter. Put two or three spoonfuls of lard into a frying pan and when boiling, drop in the batter by spoonfuls to fry. After frying a minute, take from the pan, drain, and serve. Fried tripe. If the tripe is boiled tender, cut in pieces two inches square. Season with salt and pepper and dip in a batter made of eggs, milk, and flour, and fry in sweet lard or drippings from roast or corned beef. Ringed potatoes. Peel large potatoes. Cut them round and round as you would pear an apple. Fry in the best lard until a light brown. Sprinkle with salt and serve hot. New potatoes boiled. Wash and rub new potatoes with a coarse towel. Drop in boiling water and boil until done, taking care that they are not overboiled. Have ready in a saucepan some milk or cream with butter, a little chopped parsley, pepper, and salt. Drain the potatoes. Add them to the cream with a teaspoonful of cornstarch, soaked in a little milk. Let it come to a simmer and serve at once. Fried tomatoes. Take large, smooth tomatoes. Cut them in slices one half an inch thick. Dip in breadcrumbs of cracker dust and fry a light brown in half lard and half butter. Squash and corn, Spanish style. Take three small summer squashes and three ears of corn. Chop the squashes and cut the corn from the cobs. Put into a saucepan a spoonful of lard or butter, and when very hot, an onion. Fry a little. Add the corn and squash, one tomato and one green pepper, cut small, and salt to taste. Cover closely and stir frequently to prevent scorching. Pickles. To make mixed pickles, cut small cucumbers crosswise in about four pieces. Onions, if not very small, in two. And peppers, if the ordinary size, in four pieces. Should you have green tomatoes, cut them small. Use a less amount of onions and peppers than cucumbers. Mix all together with a few bay leaves. Next, Take a tub or keg, and having covered the bottom with fine salt, put on a layer of pickles, adding alternate layers of each, leaving that of salt on top. Cover with a cotton cloth and lay on a stone or wooden weight. Let them remain three days. Then take out, rinse in cold water, but do not soak, and put them in a basket or sack to drain for 12 hours. Have ready plenty of California wine vinegar, made hot, but not boiling, adding the following. Cloves, allspice, green ginger, 
and whole mustard seed with one coffee cup sugar. When the vinegar is at scalding heat, pour over the pickles and cover. Nice picolette. Take four nice cabbages chopped fine, one quart onions chopped fine, two quarts or sufficient to cover the mixture, best wine vinegar, adding two tablespoonfuls each of ground mustard, black pepper, cinnamon, celery salt, one of mace, and one coffee cup sugar. Pack the cabbages and onions in alternate layers with a little fine salt between and let stand until next day. Then scald the vinegar with the spices and sugar and pour over the cabbages and onions. Repeat this the next day, and on the third, heat the whole scalding hot, let it cool, and put in jars when it is fit for use at once. Pickled tripe. Pickled tripe is very nice, and that's sold by John Bale in the California market, which is cleaned by steam process and is quite tender and unsalted is a superior article. To prepare for pickling, cut in pieces about four inches square, say five or six pounds. Put into a kettle, cover with boiling water, adding a handful of salt. Let's stand 15 minutes. Take out and drain, keeping warm. Mix one-fourth water with the best wine vinegar, to which add cloves, allspice, and mace, with one teacupful of sugar. Heat and pour over the tripe, and set away to cool. Tripe prepared in this way is the best for broiling or frying. To cook grouse or prairie chicken. The best way I have found for cooking this delicious game bird is, first, after cleaning, to cut off the wings and legs as, with the back, these parts are of little account. Next, split the birds in the center, taking out the breastbone, and you have two heavy pieces, if the bird is large. Divide again. Do not wash, but wipe with a damp cloth. Season with pepper and salt, and broil with butter quite rare. Then lay in a porcelain-lined pan, with butter and currant or grape jelly, adding a little cayenne pepper, and a small quantity of port or white wine. Venison steak may be cooked in the same manner. Brains and sweetbreads. When properly prepared, the brains of calves and sheep form a very inviting dish. Lay fresh brains in cold, salted water for 15 minutes, then put them in boiling water and parboil for 10 minutes. After cleaning off the outer membrane for frying, split them and season with salt and pepper and run them through egg beaten with a little milk. Roll them in cracker dust and fry to a light brown in equal parts of sweet lard and butter. The stewed brains, cut half the size for frying and put in a stew pan with a lump of butter, pepper and salt a little water or soup stock, and one-half an onion, chopped fine and stewed tender. Add this and cook slowly for a few minutes when put in two or three spoonfuls of milk or cream, add a little white wine or juice of lemon. Sweetbreads may be cooked in the same manner. Stewed spare ribs of pork. Cut the ribs in pieces of a finger's length and a width of two fingers. 
put in the kettle with two onions, salt, and pepper, and cover with cold water. Let them stew slowly for two hours, and then put in three potatoes, two purple-topped turnips, which have been peeled and cut, and left in cold water at least two hours. Also add two tomatoes. This stew must have plenty of gravy, which can be made by working a little flour and butter with a few spoonfuls of rich milk, cooking five minutes. An Irish stew may be made in the foregoing manner by substituting ribs of mutton. Broiled Oysters In order to broil oysters properly, take those of the largest size, drain and dry in a cloth, and lay carefully on a nice wire gridiron that will hold them tight. Sprinkle slightly with salt and pepper and put them over a good clear fire for a short time and turn taking care not to broil too much. Serve with the best butter on a hot dish. End of section 11.